If you were no longer affected by the judgment of others and you stopped judging yourself, would you make different choices? Everyone has the potency to make inspired choices. Get ready to listen, share, and experience the creativity that is you. Now, here's the host of Inspired Choices Radio Show, Possibilities Coach, Christine McIver. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I am thrilled to have you here, whether you're listening live or you're listening in the replay. It is always an honor to have my listeners with me. And, um, you know, one of the things that actually has me choose the radio again and again, and I've been doing this for six years now, um, one of the greatest things is when I hear back from a guest or I hear back from a listener and they share with me the change or the contribution or, or an aha that they got from the show. Um, you know, as you may know, I am um, not only a host, but I'm also a producer and, and the uh, proud owner of this network. And, you know, I hear from a lot of hosts and, and one of their questions is like, is anybody listening and, and who's out there? And, and here's what I know is a lot of us are in our own space. A lot of us are in our own head and um, we're listening. Lots of us are listening. We're reading, we're watching, we're viewing um, all sorts of creations in the world. And we're wondering if anybody is out there. And uh, it is such a kindness. It's such a contribution when you just reach out and you just say thank you. See, did you hear that ding? <laughs> Somebody just reached out. <laughs> um, when you reach out and you just let someone know uh, the contribution they've been to you, uh, the contribution that, you know, some, one thing that they may be said, um, you know, there's, there's, there's something to be said about that one-on-one personal vulnerable connection when you share with somebody. So if you, if you, if there's something you hear on any of our radio shows, on any shows, on any platform, please reach out and let the person know that what they're doing, what they're creating is contributing to you or that you just enjoyed it. Um, it, it is really, it really, really touches us and goes a very, very long way. And, um, I'm super grateful for any and all comments, um, that my listeners, uh, provide for me. So, if this is the first time that you're connecting with me, where have you been? <laughs> Glad you showed up. Loving it. Um, if it's, uh, if it's, if I'm new to you, you've never heard about me, I'm a little weird. I'm a little wacky. I'm a little crazy. <laughs> but, um, I'm always here to contribute. So let me tell you a little bit about me and then we're going to jump right into the show. So I am a coach. I've been a coach my whole life. I've been professionally trained with the Coaches Training Institute. Um, about 10 years ago, I've been in human resources. I did human resources for 20 plus years and working with businesses, bringing together my coaching, my HR and my entrepreneur sense of being is what I absolutely love to do. It turns me on and lights me up. And the big thing about working with entrepreneurs is is the human resources aspect to it. So it's that relationship piece that I so, so love. I love working with individuals to have them create greater with their relationship, whether their relationship with, is with an employee, a colleague, a, um, a partner, a life partner, or perhaps it is even their business and seeing what they can grow and move beyond. You know, a lot of us, um, we have these great big desires and uh, we, we really do want to fulfill them and we we're really lost in the next step because it may be the first time we've ever done that before. 
and at least in this lifetime. So that is what I love to do is I love to work with people to show them that they've got the capacity, they've got the ability, and and so it's just a matter of tools and moving beyond oftentimes those limiting thoughts that we have. So that is what I absolutely love, love, love to do. A couple of the programs that I have, um, I have a program called Divorce with Dignity. Um, it is a program that is continuously evolving into more and more and more. And it's, it's a program that really invites you into honoring yourself with your choices and divorcing from any relationship, be that a, a, a partner, a marriage partner, a business partner, a family member, a, a, a friend that you've had for a long, long time. Having you divorce from them in in maybe permanently not no longer having contact with them and having it be of, of real dignity and kindness or perhaps divorcing from the way it's been to create something greater um, that is a program that i am absolutely loving and i'm loving to see um, people honoring themselves and and not stopping their choices because they're worried about going into financial ruins or massive fights um you know in, in affecting themselves, affecting the other person, affecting children, affecting, you know, their business as a whole. So um, that is a program I'd love to invite you into. I also um, have a program called The Pleasure of Business a la carte. And this is a 24-week program that you can join live or you can certainly um, get the program and you can work all of these hands-on, step-by-step aspects of how to expand your business, how to start your business, or how to revive your business. It's it's kind of like um, Hospital 101 for your business. So I love, love, love that program. And, and as one of my very dear friends said, um, you have the pleasure with business. And, and that's where we came up with the name, the pleasure of business, because pleasure is, business is my pleasure. So if that's something that um, you would love to talk to or you know someone, that's another program I'd love to invite you into. And finally, I do uh, two different, I teach two different um, modalities with access consciousness. I teach the, the program called The Bars, and it's a one-day class, and it's all about energetic healing and releasing limitations with your uh, with your body. And the other program is called The Foundation. It's a four-day class where we dive deep into a university course of being in this reality. And we change so much, you will not even recognize your old life anymore, which is, uh, it certainly has been a massive contribution to me. And so I have those two courses coming up. Um, Mar or, uh, pardon me, October the 28th, I have the next bars class. And October the 19th through the 22nd, I have the next foundation class. So, besides all of that, there's lots more that I do. Please feel free to check out my website, inspiredchoices.ca, where you'll see more of what I am creating and playing with in the world. So, let's get on to the show today. Ending the shame game. Have you ever felt shamed from another person? How about shame from people of your same gender? To shame another woman or to shame another man, if you're a man, is not okay. Okay, hey, hey. What's your role when you are shamed? Where are you at? What is going on with you in regards to shame? 
You know, we go through so much in our lives with little awareness of the magnitude of possibilities to us from within. And we go through life oftentimes wanting to put up the blinders to what is actually occurring or not wanting to, quote unquote, get into it. This um, whole topic, the shame game, um, you know, shaming and how much shaming is going on in the world um, has been getting louder and louder for me. <laughs> I don't know about anybody else, but it has been really popping up all over the place. And it was just, this topic was just screaming to be discussed. And I would love to hear from you. I'd love to have you call in or join us in the chat room with your thoughts on what's been occurring and, and your thoughts on possibly what do you know that we could change this? You know, the very first thing, and I'm surprised I'm actually talking about this, the very first thing that has popped up is um, the President of the United States. So this is 2017. The President of the United States right now is Donald Trump. I don't even know what his middle name is. Maybe my producer will know. <laughs> Donald Trump. How many people are operating from the space of shaming him, to try to shame him for what he is choosing and what he is creating. Uh, the words, the text that he's putting out, the, the behavior, um, that is not a contribution. We, we absolutely know that. But how many of us, is our default is to go in to shame him? Okay, his middle name is John, Donald John Trump. Donald J. Trump, I think is how they have heard him refer to. So, well, how many of us have actually been taught that shaming someone is um, the way to motivate them to change? Wow, yeah. <laughs> Let me ask, have you ever been shamed? And if you have been, and I'd be surprised if everyone hasn't experienced this at some time, if you have been shamed, what did that create for you? What did that change? Did you change your behavior? Is there something that you did differently because of being shamed? Most people, most people will go into, um, you know, the fight or flight modes, right? They're going to choose one of these two paths. They're either going to come at somebody with so much defense that it might actually knock them off their ass. Um, they're going to blast them so hard that you'd think we were in World War III. Or the person will completely go into flight. They will run away. They will pull the cover over their head. And they will go into the wrongness of themselves for a very, very long time. Now, <laughs> neither of those positions is actually changing anything. So let's back up for a second. If we desire change, let's look at why do people shame in the first place? Why do people shame? What do you know? So when I look at, um, I've told this very short story before, but I'm going to tell it again. When I look at my childhood and I look at um, a couple of different scenarios, um, you know, I was um, the ninth of ten children, but my sixth, the sixth oldest in the family had pretty much moved out, had gotten married, gone to university, uh, and I was then being raised um, with, you know, for the for ten years, I think it was, I was being raised with three three brothers. 
And if you know anything about brothers, <laughs> at least mine, they loved to tease. And there were some aspects. I was such a sensitive being that I took it as they were shaming me, that there was something wrong with me. It really, really created um, craziness for me. And the, the, the thing that was going on was um, they were... They were trying to tease me. They were trying to get one up on me and they were trying to, you know, push me back into um, uh, being underneath their kind of quote unquote control, as it were. And what was actually going on was they were trying to take a power position with me. And what I was actually needing to do was... Um, was to laugh it off, to, was to, to really recognize. But being the sensitive being that I was, I didn't recognize that's what was going on. What I did was I was having to, what, what I was doing is I was actually going into shame. I would, I would actually start ridiculing myself going into that self-judgment and, and believing that there was something wrong with me. So that was the first thing with my siblings. Now, there was an incident, um, the, the incident that I can remember when I was young and I was in school and uh, I had these very favorite, <laughs> it's so funny how a memory you can, you can bring in different senses with a memory. And this one memory that I had was, um, I had these beautiful pink pants. <laughs> I loved these pink pants. We weren't allowed to wear uh, blue jeans to school when I was growing up, um, to grade school, but we could wear pants. And um, I had these beautiful pink pants and they were so soft and they were so comfortable and they were my favorite. They were absolutely my favorite pants. And I remember walking around the corner at school and there was the all the girls right, and the, the head girl in the group. And she looked at me and she started, she pointed to my pants and she started laughing, laughing and she said, where's the flood? And every girl started to laugh every girl started to laugh now you've got to know that I was a timid um, very sensitive very very um, oh what are the words like I was just this I was like a scared little mouse in school right and uh, friggin mean girls no mean girls allowed exactly Rhonda thank you so when she did this when she laughed at me and she said this like where's the flood I honestly I wanted the world to swallow me up I wanted the ground to open and for me to be you know <laughs> jetted down to China I was just it I was so embarrassed and I'm fairly certain that I actually locked that into my body. And um, that was shame that here we are 40, 45 years later, and I can be, it, it's as vivid as it was yesterday. And that's what actually occurs when we are shaming someone. It has such a visceral experience for us that we can tap back into the, to all of the molecules of what was going on for us in those moments. Does that actually change someone? No. What was going on with her? She just wanted to be the big shit. And what was it about what I was being that was triggering something in her that she needed to 
shame me, to embarrass me, right? There's lots of different variables, but oftentimes it's something within them. She probably looked at me and said, I would absolutely die if my pants were short and somebody laughed at me. Boom, that's what she chose. I've gotten over it. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm all good. Do miss my pants though. <laughs> but here's the thing, is when we can start to recognize what's going on with that person and what they're actually creating with this bullshit, we can start to be the change of it. So we're going to go for our um, first break of the show. When we get back, we're going to dive in a little bit deeper and uh, we're going to really talk about um, we're really going to talk about what's being created and and how we can move beyond all of that um, and really be the catalyst for change in the world and not buy into kind of getting on the bandwagon of to further shame someone. Okay, so you are listening to the Inspired Choices Radio Show with myself, Christine McIver. We're talking tonight about ending the shame game. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back. Many of us make choices in our lives based on the past or what others think. What would our lives be like if we made choices based on what we desire in this moment? By tuning in to Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver, you'll receive tools and inspiration you can use to do just that. You are an infinite being with infinite choices. Are you ready to create the life and living you truly desire? Listen for Inspired Choices Radio Show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic? To allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible. Live Your Magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind, ignite your body, and activate the magic that is you. If you are ready to radically tap into your desires, generate more aliveness in your body and your life, then join us at a Live Your Magic event somewhere in the world. Go to megansolito.com and click on events to learn more today. That's M-E-G-A-N-S-I-L-L-I-T-O. Are you ready to have pleasure with your business? Yes, I said pleasure with your business. The pleasure of business a la carte will surprise you with topics like meet yourself in the boardroom, money, services, and you. Expand your visibility. The pleasure of communication. The pleasure of Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Christine McIver has so much pleasure with business and loves teaching all things business. Beginning a new business, desiring to expand a current business, or looking to resurrect a business that has been dormant. This program will get you fired up and bring more pleasure than you have ever imagined. Exhausted with your excuses for not creating a phenomenal business? Join now for all the pleasure with business. Pleasure of Business a la carte gives you total choice for what you desire and what your business requires. That's 24 weeks of different topics to choose from with weekly calls, audio and video recordings, and PDFs. This class will have you dive right in and use tools to create the business that has been speaking to you. Go to inspiredchoices.ca for full details or join the Facebook page, Pleasure O Business a la Carte. 
Now is the time for you and your business. This is Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to christine at inspiredchoices.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining today. So today we are talking about um, ending the shame game. So I was actually um, reading an article. This is kind of what triggered all of this. I was actually reading an article about, it was uh, written by um, a farmer's wife. And she was talking about how um, if the farmer is working, and, um, well, most of the time farmers are working, if you know farmers. Um, if the farmer is um, getting a call from, um, you know, some, uh, sorry, a salesperson coming along, and they come to, to the farm, and the farm person wants to talk to the farmer, or the farm salesperson wants to talk to the farmer, what's required is for them to actually get in the cab of the, the, the uh, combine or the tractor or whatever it is, get in the cab and ride with the farmer while he works because he can't stop working. I mean, you know, if it, if the farmer has good weather and he can, you know, actually be seeding or taking his crop off, he has to work while the sun, you know, while the weather is working in his favor. There's no stopping a farmer. Um, it's, it's not an easy life. Uh, if you've never been around farms, if you've never been around a farm family to see the, the, the allowance that they all have for the earth, for the weather, for for the the actual people that are working the farm, it's absolutely breathtaking, um, and I'm sure it's a huge challenge for family members. But anyway, so she talked about how this is what has to occur, and a lot of these salespeople now are women, and they're intelligent, you know, attractive women. And she was talking about an article or a post that she saw where there were other farmers' wives that, or other women that were shaming this one woman who was a saleswoman who, you know, she dressed professionally, she dressed as an attractive woman, and, and she would be, you know, getting in the cab and going with the farmer to, to sell, to do her job. And this woman was so beautifully written, so articulately written, saying, you should not have to worry about um, doing your job. You should not have to feel shame about doing your job. Um, she actually said, I'm sure that you spend a lot of time looking at what's appropriate for you to wear. If you're, if it's too casual, you don't look professional. If it's too professional, do, does it look like you're, you're trying too hard that you're going to be coming on to, to a, a man? Um, and she actually went on to say, if, if I'm actually jealous, that's my problem. That's not yours. I actually know that my husband has no desire to be um, with anyone else, and he would never act in that way at all. Um, so it was it was very very interesting to hear her perspective and to really talk about how unkind um, this was for to shame this woman um, to the degree that that she was shamed publicly. And 
you know, it, it really triggered something. There was another article as well, and it's just not coming to mind at this moment. But um, how much do we actually, a society actually operating from that aspect of shame? Um, there was a um, a pink uh, post. Um, this the uh, singer, the performer, Pink. She posted. Um, she was with her two kids in the kitchen, and she was cooking. And this made international news that she had her daughter, her, her youngest, in um, uh, what do you call it, a baby carrier. So she was facing her chest, and she was in the kitchen cooking something on the frying pan, and people went berserk saying that it was unsafe, that how she, could she do such a thing, and really giving, every, you know, they weren't there. They don't even know what she was cooking. They don't know what the circumstances were. And yet shaming this woman who uh, clearly is an intelligent, strong, independent woman who knows what she's doing, shaming her. Like, where do we friggin' get off in this society to get put all of our points of view and shame other people if what we truly desire is to change something, shame is not doing it. It's bullshit that we're coming at it from this aspect. And it's, and it's creating an energy, that a really heavy negative energy that is stopping people from using their voice. And if you know me, I'm all about people. Step up. Use your voice. And I get it. I get it because I've hesitated many times in posting something and saying something that I absolutely knew. You know, I'm not saying put your neck out on the line and have somebody like completely mow you over. But gosh, what would it take for us to use our voices to change this and to not allow this shaming bullshit to go on? It's absolutely horrendous. And uh, So that's what I really wanted to talk about today. And I actually have my uh, dear friend Rhonda Burns, who's actually my producer today, and she was talking about the a No Mean Girls conference that she went to. And I'd love to um, go for our quick break. We're going to have our break in just a minute. And then when, when we get back, I'm going to bring Rhonda on. And I would love to hear what they were sharing at that conference and, and how we can actually invite that in to all of our awareness so that we can really be the change that's required in the world. And and my you know one of my challenges that I'd like to put out to you there is – all of you listening, would you be willing to no longer turn a blind eye to where people are shaming? And would you be willing not to shame the other person that's doing the shaming? Yeah. So what is it that we can actually choose differently so that we're not becoming just like the people that we're calling out on the shaming? It's not necessary. And it's not also necessary for us to roll over in order to use our voices. So that's my big request that I'm putting out to the universe and putting out to each and every one of you that are listening. Would you be willing to really ask some questions about what we can do differently? We do not have to ridicule other people in order to lift ourselves up. And if that's the fucking way that you're choosing to do it, I say get the hell off this planet. Yep, I just said it because I'm tired of this bullshit. I'm tired of this crap where we think in order to get ahead, we have to ridicule, demean, you know, completely annihilate someone else. It's bullshit. This is not what the world has been. This is not what our planet's been created on. Before we as human beings came here, 
the, the you know the trees didn't want, you know a bunch of <laughs> I don't know trees name very well but a bunch of trees you know like a bunch of um, oak trees didn't get together and look at the maples and go like seriously what the hell's with the maple like let let's get that maple off the planet right like that bullshit's not going on you know the animals don't do that they don't go well like look at those dogs over there they're ugly let's get rid of those dogs let's annihilate those dogs no. Everything has a place. Everything has a contribution. Every single solitary molecule in the universe is here to contribute. We have seven plus billion people on the planet that can be contributing. Ask yourself, are you contributing today? Are you willing to change this, right? So Rhonda actually posted, continuing to allow shame to impact us is like us shoveling in the spoon-fed shit we're handed. Yeah, put the spoon down, walk away, go find some ice cream instead. I love it. Okay, we're going to go to our second break. Thank you, Rhonda. When we get back, we're going to hear Rhonda live on the radio talking about what else is possible regarding the shame game. We'll be right back, everyone. Stay tuned. Many of us make choices in our lives based on the past or what others think. What would our lives be like if we made choices based on what we desire in this moment? By tuning in to Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver, you'll receive tools and inspiration you can use to do just that. You are an infinite being with infinite choices. Are you ready to create the life and living you truly desire? Listen for Inspired Choices Radio Show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic? To allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible. Live Your Magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind, ignite your body, and activate the magic that is you. If you are ready to radically tap into your desires, generate more aliveness in your body and your life, then join us at a Live Your Magic event somewhere in the world. Go to megansolito.com and click on events to learn more today. That's M-E-G. A-N-S-I-L-L-I-T-O. This is Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to christine at inspiredchoices.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining today. Wow. This is a, this is a pretty potent topic, and it's interesting because I get a lot of people don't actually want to look at it. So uh, I'm going to keep pounding on the drum about this because I've had enough of it and uh, how about you are you done with the shame game are you done with all of the crap that's being created in the world you know if you're someone that has been shamed and you're uh, struggling with how to move beyond it please connect with me um, I do connect with people and and speak with them for a half an hour if I could contribute to you if that's something that would uh, change what's going on for you please feel free to reach out 
You can connect with me at Christine at inspiredchoices.ca or check over at my website, check out what I what I'm actually doing there. And uh yeah, feel free to reach out. So it's inspiredchoices.ca is my website. Okay, so when um before we went to break, we I really was trying to invite you into what can we do differently in changing the shame game that's going on in the world. And uh, I'd like to talk about what it's what occurs within us and what we can do differently when that when we're being shamed and how we can change when others are shaming other people. So I wanted to actually bring on Rhonda Burns, who's a very dear friend, potent woman, and she was um, at a an event called the No Mean Girls event. Hi, Rhonda. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Hi. (laughs) Rhonda and I love playing. I love being on the radio. I love being on the radio with you. (laughs) We should. Oh my God! I just got a ha ha. We should do a marathon. A twenty. We should do a marathon. Twenty-four hour live radio. No way. (laughs) Okay, everybody. She just called me out. That was that was her. See, Rhonda doesn't shame, she challenges. She says, she, her energy is all about, you can't do that, Christine. No, 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 no. That she is, the, my, my wheels are already spinning oh. like, ooh. <laughs> exactly. I love okay, it. Girl. So, when you were just recently at this conference, right? Yes, this weekend. Was it a weekend? It was a whole weekend. Okay, cool. So so can you give us some, like, what did you learn? What did you get from all of that? Oh, man, how much time you got. No, thank you so much. So, yes, it was the first national, it was called the No Mean Girls Conference. It was put on by um, an organization, media, a digital media company, Plaid for Women. It's a great um, uh, group. And I actually interviewed the founder, Siobhan Palmer, on my show in the archives, if you, if people want to listen to it, it was called Cultivating a No Mean Girls Culture, um, Coming Undone with the Tenacious Minx. It was the week of October. I think it was October 4th was the date, if you want to listen to that conversation. So it was a fabulous conference. Um, several hundred women showed up. It was I, I was just blown away by the content and the caliber of speakers there and just a beautiful event all the way around. And so what did I learn? I learned just how pervasive and subtle shame is and that it's almost as if shame has been threaded through our DNA. That's what I learned for myself Mm. in observing because I was very aware of the conscious aspect that each of us showed up, you know, to, to support and celebrate one another and encourage and champion one another. And yet we had to be, individually so present to every thought like if we saw somebody um and again I'm generalizing but let's say we see somebody who has let's say a, a different body that we might envy right or they might have a purse or a bag that is high quality caliber i could almost perceive the challenge that 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 we had as women to not go into caddy or to not go into that who does she think she is, right? Like there was a palpable um, sense of maintaining the lane of no mean girls, which as I dug underneath the surface of that, it just, it's so ingrained in who we are to have shame as part of the conversation. It was fascinating. Mm. Does that make sense? That scares the crap out of me. Yeah. 
Totally, totally. So, okay, let's let's go back to childhood. Um, do parents shame their children? Yes. <laughs> and you know what I just got? It's actually a parenting tool that we were taught. Oh, yeah, it is. It's easier <laughs> than actually, because here's why. It's actually easier than having to look at what's going on, have a conversation or a dialogue, or put energy into something in order to redirect, right? It's a very fast right. form of shutting something down. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. So instead of actually um, talking <gasps> and getting vulnerable, uh-oh, she just got something. Shame is lazy. I just, shame is lazy. Yeah. Shame, shame is, is lazy. lazy way. So, yeah, yeah, shame is so lazy in, way. Cool. In, in order, you know, my parents were, um, you know, born, my father was born in 1918, and my mother in 1924. Wow. And my beautiful mother is still with us and uh, still with us. That's, that's, that's so weird. My mother's still in body. She's alive. <laughs> she's still, I don't know she's what still working was. it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> she's still working it. Are you kidding? She's going up partying with that girl later. Um, so, you know, they were raised in, um, you know, you had to, you had to, um, get the job done, you had to, you know, focus on feeding the family and all of it. And they were not taught to be vulnerable, to sit down, to really dive deep into a conversation and get vulnerable with your kids. That is not mm -hmm. something that my parents were taught. So as young parents themselves raising a thriving brood of brats, <laughs> they, that is, we were brats. I'm telling you, we were. Um, that was not something that they... Either they didn't have the time for, or they they didn't they didn't have the skills for. Now, right. do I have vulnerable conversations with my mother now? Absolutely, it's a very different world, and and her and I talk about everything under the sun. But that's not a tool that she was taught. So guess what? Neither were her kids taught that tool, right? So right. we had to trip through things. I remember my siblings, my older siblings, going to different parenting classes to learn some things, right? And um, while the mothers went, the fathers didn't. So the fathers were still in the, you know, they just need a good slap in the ass and da, 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 you know. And sometimes we did need a good slap in the butt. But, but <laughs> this, this, this shame, it was a tool to change something really fast. Yeah. And and if your target, if, if all you've got your eye on is the end game, right, the end result, you're going to use whatever tools required, especially right. if you, the parent, don't want to be embarrassed by your child's choices. Correct. Right? So it's it's freaking crazy when you look at it, the the logic that was actually utilized with shame. Yeah, definitely. So what I agree with everything you said and all I'm hearing is like okay what do we do to change it what what wisdom can we impart what can we invite people to to start to have a different conversation different dialogue different outcomes different self-awareness etc Well you know one of the first things I think um to help somebody change something is is where has that occurred for you so if you're listening to the show, it you know, where have you been shamed? And and what did that actually create for you? What what were did you go into the fight or flight? And when we look at that, 
if okay, so if you went into the fight, you were in defense, right? So when mm-hmm. you're when we're operating from a defensive um, stance, there's somewhere that we've agreed and aligned, right? Some level that we're agreeing and we're uh, uh, agreeing and aligning with that point of view. Otherwise, we wouldn't need to defend our point of view, right? So it's like, okay, cool. If I went into that, what? When have I been and done that? Where have I been and done that? And and what would I actually like to change here? What would I actually like to have come out of this? So if if you've been shamed, I know, I mean, I've had people that um, have actually, and like you said, it's really, really subtle. When people ask me, Rhonda, what do I do? And I tell them all the different things that I do. I can actually feel some people disdain towards me. Like wow. as if I'm being greedy. Oh, yeah. How dare you have multiple <laughs> lines of business that you love. You agree that you need to only have one, damn it. Yeah, you, exactly. So they, like, I, okay, so they didn't say those words, right, but they were like, wow, that's a lot of different things to do. And can you get the energy of that underneath there? It's like, yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's the energy me. of who the hell do you think you are? Exactly. <laughs> let, let me tell you who the fuck I am. Back the fuck up. I'll tell you. I'm Christine Marie McIver. <laughs> now. Oh, there. she dropped a middle name. <laughs> <laughs> Not the middle name game. <laughs> Christine Marie Joanne McIver. There you go. <laughs> you got both of them. But I've had people be that way with me, right? Or I've had people like, um, you know, we're creating since I created the network and 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 the shows that we're creating and the topics that we create and the different people that I'm inviting onto the network as their own host. I've had people actually, you can I can see it in their faces when they look at me that uh, who does she think she is, and I can pick up the energy of that. So, you know, we talk about this, Rhonda, that everything is energy. How much energy are you picking up of people trying to shame you when they're actually standing there smiling? (laughs) Hmm. Have you ever had that? that? Yes. Is it the Stepford Wives that did that? Is that the the show? (laughs) Totally. Right? Yeah. So, what if, if you've been shamed what would you have preferred be created? What would you prefer someone had have said to you? Wow, that's amazing. I hadn't ever thought that I could do more than one thing or how did you start that or what, right? Like I would love to just be able to launch into questions and curiosity because somebody else just gave me permission to do way more than I ever thought I could. Right. <laughs> yeah. So get the energy of me standing in front of you, Rhonda, okay. and um, and I'm about to shame you, but what, what the shame is coming through as a physical punch, okay? So okay. I'm going to punch you, right? And so in order for me not to hit you, could you just pivot on your right foot? Totally. Right? So I go to pivot, I go to hit you, and you pivot, and there's nothing to hit. So that pivot... so. So could we utilize questions, as you just said, 
and and really get curious with this person through our words be allow those to be your pivot allow your words to be your pivot so you don't get hit by someone's shaming and what i really think that we we really need to get into is being curious from a space of what's going on with that person that they're choosing this what mm-hmm. is it that's occurring? What's their point of view? What what have they experienced in their life that's triggering them to choose shame? Because you guys, uh, you've probably heard from a lot of other people, but if someone is choosing something, it's not actually about you. It's not about you. And And reaching out to get some assistance from a brilliant coach, from someone who's been there and understands and can provide tools with you is key. Now, Rhonda, I'd really love to dive into um, what do we do when we see people shaming other people? Yeah, and I was actually going to comment to your your exercise just right there, the pivot. Um, So let's say we are standing there and you throw a punch and I pivot. I would... what I would do in that case is I would actually look at you and say, why'd you just throw me a punch, right? I'd, I'd want more information. Why would we not do the same thing if somebody's laying down shame, right? And again, yeah. back to the no mean girls culture, it's about standing in a space of presence and kindness and still calling people on what, what is showing up and asking them, hey, I just perceived a little bit of shaming going on. Is that accurate? What's go- right? Like to actually open up dialogue and get curious because that's the way we start to change it. Not to, like you said, not to shame them because they shamed you, but just get curious. Because we do it right. if they threw a punch physically. We'd want to understand, hey, what, what prompted that? Why do we not do the same thing with, with behaviors and emotional stuff like that? Yeah. Well, it's interesting, you know, especially when we're looking at social media. Um, when everything is going so, so fast, it's critical now more than ever that we slow down and get present with what is actually being said and what the intent was. You know, we've got, you know, there's a camera everywhere. (laughs) Right. you, you, You be sure that there's a camera everywhere, okay? Now, this is not for you to come from the space of being worried, but... Please know that when you see a clip online of somebody said something, it's just that, a friggin' clip. You need mm-hmm. to actually see the whole piece. You need to see the whole piece to get all of the information of what was actually being said. Now, I'm not a fan of Donald J. Trump. I'm not. There's There's been um, very unkind things done and said on his behalf. But I have listened to a lot of different people. I live in Canada, of course. I've listened to a lot of different people from the U.S. and a lot of different um, uh, black individuals talk about Donald Trump. I've heard some of them come from the place of shame and anger and defense. And then I've heard some extremely intelligent people come from the place of fact and Uh, intelligence on what is being created when they act a certain way and and what it creates with him and his reaction. 
we have, we have to come from the place of intelligence, not reaction. We've got to come from the space of what will really change this. And so I think that's one of the biggest tools is, is what will change this? What choice can I make here right now that will change this? So if you are actually on social media and you're reading something and you're, you're watching a conversation just go from hell to a handbasket, right? Um, ask that question, what choice could I make here right now that would change this? And I would say, and Rhonda, jump in at any time, I would say, don't be doing these comments from the space of defense or I'm going to show them energy. Because yeah, they're just going to go back into it, right? Well, and here's the thing. What people don't get is that when we react in a defensive way or we shame or we, you know, come at people, that says more about us than about them because we are actually giving giving away our power rather than, like you just said, getting present, okay, leaning into this, all right, cool, I'm a little triggered, what is that, right? Like going through the steps of owning what's going on for us and then coming into a dialogue with open communication and asking questions rather than throwing more jabs and javelins at people, right? So it's about cleaning up our inner stuff, taking care of our business, and then coming to the table to have um, an intellectual, intelligent conversation from the space of curiosity to change it from an empowered position. Right. Right. Yeah. So how, what were some of the suggestions that they actually made at the conference you were at? Well, there were, there were various speakers that talked about different things, and so I don't know that it, it applies specifically to, um, to this conversation, but um, I, uh, in response to your question, just from my, my two cents, something, again, it starts everything, everything is an inside game. And once people, especially women, we recognize we've been conditioned, we've been modeled, we've, we've bought beliefs, we've done it for so long that it is up to us individually to go within to clean, up, to clean house for ourselves right. before we go spewing crap all over everybody else. Like, we've got to take care of our inner game first. I, I couldn't agree more. We, we do. We need to take care of our inner game. And we need to also, at the same time, be willing to change what's not working, but not from a reaction space. Absolutely. There, you know, there are so, so many people reacting to other people's choices, and they're not actually asking questions. They're not looking at um, where what's going on with that person that has them do that. Now, I know, um, you know, uh, my ex-husband used to be, um, when we were together and we would have a fight, he would fight dirty, Rhonda. Like, he mm -hmm. would fight dirty, right? So if there was something personal um, in in my life, um, you know, something very, uh, a space of vulnerability that I shared with him, he would actually throw it in my face in the middle of a fight. Yeah. And, um, you know, it would cut like a knife to my stomach. It was, it was brutal. And, um, you know, he actually would do that with anyone. He did that with our, our child. And so um, there's been times when I was 
you know, in arguing with a teenage daughter, mother, daughters, you know, it's, it's true. It's really true what they say. Um, and thankfully, she's 20 now. <laughs> anyway, um, sorry, <laughs> I digress. Um, so he did it with her and then she would turn around and she would do it with me. And um, thankfully, I've done a lot of inner work and I saw what was going on and I actually would calm down. I would drop my defenses and I would actually speak lower and I would ask her a question. And she may need some space after she just kind of blew up at me. Um, And then I would just be like, okay, so what's really going on here? Because when someone is in that increasingly high intensive energy, nine times out of ten, I've found that that's not what it's about. What about you, Rhonda? Oh, definitely. There's always something else stirring it. And and it's literally, there's no need to add gasoline to the already burning fire, right? So how can we diffuse and eliminate that fire? And what you just said is fantastic. Yeah, just presence taking some breaths. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, this is, this can be a very, very deep conversation. We can go into specifics with people, but but you do get each and every one of you listening right now that you're here to be a contribution in your life and in world creations, right? And so when you're looking at what's not working in the world, when you, if you ask the question, what could I be or do here? to contribute to creating greater and just be with that and and follow your knowing and drop your barriers, big time drop your barriers so that you're tapping into more of your awareness and you're not at the effect of somebody's jabs. You're actually energetically pivoting all the time. So what choice could each and every one of us be making to, to change this and to create a world where strong dialogue and conversation is actually fun like i love getting into an intense conversation i know you do Rhonda, because we do it all the time it's healthy and it's, it's actually the healthiest way yes yeah and it doesn't have to be a wrongness so okay everybody we're at the end of the show holy moly that went fast <laughs> so please come back uh check in again with me next week where we'll have another show here on the Inspired Choices Network, the Inspired Choices Radio Show with thank myself, Christina McIver. Thank you for choosing to to Inspired Choices you. Radio Show. Bye. Christina will return next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire. 